This is Outside the Arc, where we explore lessons learned from the world of basketball and beyond. Insight and wisdom to inspire and educate from coaches, players, and experts from a variety of dynamic topics. From layups to leadership, on-court strategy to parenting and family challenges, NBC Camps brings 50 years of basketball and life skills training experience to help you be your best on and off the court. Hi, this is John Fazio with NBC Basketball Camps, and I'm here with Wallace Nguilic. Wallace is a native of Gamble, Alaska, and uh, Wallace, welcome. Thanks for being with us. Yes, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be on this podcast. Yeah, when you first told me Gamble, Alaska, you know, in my mind, I'm thinking you know, it's probably just a town in Alaska, and like any other town in my mind. Tell us a little bit about what it's really like. Yeah, so um, Gamble, Alaska, it's... Um, we live on an island, St. Lawrence Island. Um, is actually a lot closer to Russia than actual mainland Alaska. Um, we're only 37 miles off the coast of Russia and 200, about 200 miles off the mainland of Alaska. So, and the part of Russia that we're close to has a lot of um, mountains on the coast of Russia. So I could actually like see Russia from where I'm from. And so Gamble has a population about 800 people, um, really small town, small community. Um, it's a um, community within like um, one mile radius. And so there's no cars, no restaurants, no shops. Uh, we have one grocery store and everything um, that we survive off of is just our traditional, um, traditional hunting, subsistence hunting that we do on a day-to-day basis. Everybody knows everybody. Um, I grew up um, uh, with a big family just because um, no one really leaves Gamble, so the families are really, really close together. And yeah, graduated with seven people, (laughs) so it's different for sure. And I wanna dig into that a little bit more here in a few minutes, but first let's talk basketball. Yeah. Um, I think I've heard and read a little bit about your story you wouldn't just drive uh, right across town for a game. What was it like going to play competitive high school basketball games? Yeah, so we had um, games in the winter time. So our season was kind of in the winter um, back at home. And so all the trips uh, that we had to take for games uh, was flown everywhere. Mm-hmm. There's no roads that connect all the other villages in Alaska. So for all the trips, all the basketball trips we had to fly in these little bush planes all over the place and we probably uh, would get maybe 10 to 12 games in a season just because of how expensive it is to fly everywhere but yeah yeah a little different than than maybe what the the normal high school kid does to travel across town for a game now I know you love basketball and it's been a dream of yours to become a college player and you currently are uh, part of the men's basketball program at Multnomah University in Portland, Oregon. Tell us a little bit about your basketball journey, how it started, and, and how you got to where you're at today. Yeah. So my first uh, memory that I have as a kid is I had this, it was either a birthday or Christmas gift that I got from my mom or dad, and it was this little basketball hoop um, that you just hang on the wall and a little basketball. So ever since then, um, I just grew up playing basketball. I'd have my cousins come over. Um, we'd be playing basketball in our living room, staying late, up late, playing basketball. And in Gamble, 
the main sport is basketball and it's the same way in a lot of the rural villages in Alaska just because during the winter time um, it's just a bunch of snow and you can't really do a lot of outdoor sports so a lot of the sports in rural villages in Alaska are indoor sports and basketball is like the biggest sport in these rural villages in Alaska so I just grew up um, watching basketball being played all the just hearing about basketball 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 growing up and all the hype that came with it so I was just kind of drawn towards that growing up just hearing all these things about basketball so growing up watching basketball um, all these high schoolers like playing going to these high school games as a kid and ever since then I just knew that basketball was what I wanted to do and growing up I was just um, I was just kind of naturally like talented at it um, for the competition that I had um, so growing up um, going into my freshman summer before um, high school um, I told my parents that I wanted to go to a basketball camp I hadn't been to one and so I kind of heard about it like from um, seeing it online and seeing these ads online so I asked my parents if I could go to one so they searched up basketball camps in Alaska and the first one that came up was NBC basketball camps mm -hmm. So my parents flew me out to Anchorage to go to an NBC basketball camps and it just kind of switched with me um, and gave me a little bit more exposure of what it actually means to like actually work towards that goal of being a college basketball player, you know. So that exposure was really great for me. Um, went back home with a different perspective of what I have to do to reach that goal of playing college basketball. And I think that goal first came to me um, in maybe like seventh or eighth grade. So ever since then, that's what I wanted to do. Um, continued playing, um, had a decent um, high school career, played in the Alaska All-Star Game in Anchorage, got invited to do that. That was my senior year. Um, went to that and the senior All-Star Game in Alaska, um, for that, a lot of the junior college coaches in the Northwest go and watch that game. So I played in that and um, the coach at Spokane Community College um, was at that game and he watched me play. And I got offered um, on the spot and that was pretty much my only offer coming out of high school. So, I mean, it was an easy decision for me. I knew a lot of people in Spokane because I came to CIC in high school, um, met a lot of coaches through that and a lot of people in the Spokane area. So I was comfor comfortable taking that um, offer. So I went to Spokane Community College for a year um, and then met um, the assistant coach at Multnomah University through NBC camps as well. Um, and they offered me um, to fly out to go for a workout, took that opportunity that spring of my first year at Spokane, um, went down to work out and then they offered me on the spot and I signed right there, so yeah. Very cool, and how are you enjoying that experience so far? Yeah, I, I love it. I mean, Portland's a great area. A lot to do, um, certainly different than where I grew up. A lot more to do in Portland um, that way. Um, a lot of great people. It's a small, small little school, um, which I really like just because it reminds me a lot of home. So by the, at least by the end of your first year, um, you know pretty much all the students at Monoma, and it's a really small community, um, really tight-knit community, and that just reminds me of home. And, I just feel comfortable in that. You mentioned when you went to camp and it, how it kind of gave you a new perspective on 
what you needed to do to reach these goals you had. What, give us a couple of specific things that come to mind that, that you were, those were aha moments being at camp and going, oh man, th- this is what it needs to look like instead of how I was doing it. Yeah. Yeah. So growing up for me, um, the way that I like grew up playing basketball uh, was just, I, growing up, I had one channel um, on TV. So I, I didn't grow up watching like a lot of NBA or college basketball. So like the first NBA game that I watched uh, was like the 2011, I think it was the 2011 NBA finals with uh, the Miami Heat and Dallas Mavericks when Dallas won. So that was the first NBA game that I actually watched. And then the first college game I watched was, uh, I think it was 2010 when Duke won that national championship with Nolan Smith on the team. So I didn't grow up watching a lot of basketball um, on TV. Um, What I did was um, I watched a lot of YouTube, a lot of YouTube highlight videos. And at the time, my favorite players were like Steve Nash, Derrick Rose, Dwayne Wade. So I watched, just watched a lot of um, NBA highlights of what they were doing. And every single night uh, they had this, they have open gyms back in Gamble. And so I just grew up going to that and playing open gyms and I just try to do whatever I seen um, those NBA players doing on those highlights. Um, so kind of growing up in high school, um, my game was a little more, I'd say like kind of like more flashy just because I was doing what I seen in these NBA highlight videos. But then going to NBC camps, it kind of gave me a little more exposure of what it, what an a- like actual workout is because I wasn't doing like I wasn't going to the gym and getting like doing ball handling or I wasn't getting in in the gym and like getting shots up so going to an NBC camp so just kind of exposed me of what it actually like is what it's actually like to like have like these workouts like going to the gym by yourself and doing like ball handling and getting some shots up so NBC camps just kind of exposed me to a different way of um, working out we're talking about this idea of becoming a great listener. And yeah. when we were talking previously about you growing up in Gamble, Alaska, that's a lot That's a lot different setting than most of the rest of the world when it comes to the noise that we're surrounded with. Tell us a little bit about how, um, how your experience growing up there defined your ability to to be a, a great listener and, and kind of how you honed that in, in your childhood. Yeah. So in Gamble, culturally, we're really, I'd say we're quiet in a way. So if you were to come um, into my home back at home, there would be a lot of times where it's just me and my family and we're sitting in the living room and it's just silence. It's just quiet. And growing up, being introduced to um, other families um, after like while I'm traveling and stuff I've kind of seen how different we interact compared to other families in different cultures because what I was um, what I realized is a lot of other families when they're sitting in the living room they're interacting they're talking asking how their day was and just having these different kind of interactions with each other but so back at home we have a lot of silence and for me I didn't really understand like why that was after being introduced to these other families, but now that I've kind of realized um, why that is, it's just like a culture thing. So I take a lot of value in that. I think for me, there's a lot of I, there's a lot of value in si- silence, you know. 
um, like you said, um, in these cities, when you're growing up in these big, bigger cities, or like me in Portland, there's a lot going on. You have a lot of things going on outside. You're constantly on the go. You're on your phone, seeing what's on social media, what's the newest trends and everything like that. So you're constantly on the go and you don't get a lot of downtime where you just sit down and relax and try to just be in the moment with yourself. So one thing that I do a lot um, when I'm in Portland and I realize I'm just getting constantly stressed out with like the day-to-day -day life, all these expectations and everything that's going on around me is I like to just like sit down and just be like just kind of be in the moment um, with myself um, and let my mind wander and realize where my thoughts are going and just kind of kind of question why is my why am I thinking this way and how is it affecting me like does it is it because it's something that I want to feel or is it coming from the outside so yeah I think there's a lot of value in just sitting down in silence um, in that especially with uh, the day that we live in today um, there's so much outside noise going on and there's so many expectations and just finding time to space out where you could just sit down by yourself set aside the phone and just sit and think about like where like let your mind wander and ask yourself why am i thinking this way um, does it have to do with me or does it have is it coming from the outside and how is it affecting my life you know so. yeah and, and really like that that reflection time right mm -hmm. that just kind of thinking about the bigger picture and you talked about your family being sometimes in silence but you actually as as a child expo uh, experienced entire days of silence yeah. how, how, how did that come about so for me growing up i did a lot of hunting um like i said the way that the, uh, people at home survive is subsistence hunting so we go out usually if you're going out during the summertime hunting for a seal you go sit in the seal blind like i leave maybe like around eight to ten in the morning and I could be sitting out there till nine o'clock at night and not see a single seal. So during that whole day, you're just sitting in the seal blind and you're just by yourself. Like you hear like the only things that you're hearing is the things that are around you, like nature around you. Like you hear the waves crashing on the beach. You hear these animals passing by, like the birds chirping and everything like that. And the whole day, like you're just constantly your mind is thinking about different things that are going on in your life right and there's a lot of like I think that's so valuable just to be able to do that um, and just because like you kind of get a realization of where you are in your life and what you're thinking about so yeah like we do that and then the same thing with going out on a whale hunt like you're sitting out on the boat you leave like eight in the morning and you can be out till nine ten at night and not see a single thing but the whole day is just like sitting in silence and just experiencing nature stuff like that and think the whole day like like i said like your mind is just wandering um and you just like follow those thoughts and then i kind of like just doing that I learned the value of silence and it's kind of like a it's a really therapeutic thing to do um, kind of like meditation but in a way like the meditation that I kind of 
um, was introduced to now is um, the way you meditate is you let a thought come in and then you push it out like you just let it go you let it go but the way that I grew up was I let a thought come in and I just let the thought like keep going I let let run with the thought and see where it took me um, and in doing that made me realize where I am in my personal life in my mental life um, and my spiritual life is where I am in that moment and just questioning why where did this thought come from why am I thinking this like how is it affecting my life I think that's really extraordinary, especially because most of us can't sit still and quiet and silence for five minutes, let alone 12 or 15 hours yeah. out there as, a, as maybe a teenage kid. Uh, so you mentioned, just, just for fun here, you mentioned uh, being on a whale hunt, but what are some of the crazy things you ate as a kid growing up? Yeah, so um, my diet growing up was definitely different for sure. Um, the main, the three main things that we hunt um, for subsistence is whales, walruses, and seals. Mm -hmm. So growing up eating that as our main dish uh, for dinner, and then there's also things like we get like a bunch of different birds. We get crabs, we get fish during the summer, um, but usually throughout the whole calendar year, there's some type of subsistence hunt going on throughout the year. Mm -hmm. So. Do you miss some of that food or? Oh, definitely. Really? Definitely. Yeah. All the time. <laughs> That's great. Yeah. Going back to uh, being involved with camp, not only did you come as a camper and, and I got to meet you when you were a camper and see you working hard uh, in the camp setting, then, then you um, kind of graduated to become a camp coach. What are some of the kind of life lessons that you've really taken hold of? through your time with NBC camps, but but really just in your whole basketball journey altogether. Yeah. So for me right now, when I, when I think about NBC camps, um, there are two things that instantly come to mind. Um, the first one is my faith, um, just because I was introduced to Jesus Christ at NBC camps. Um, I didn't grow up in a... Um, family that would go to church every Sunday. Um, I wasn't growing up being taught about the Bible or scripture, stuff like that. So NBC camps was my like first introduction to Jesus Christ. And because of that um, is the first thing that interested me into building a relationship with Christ. Mm. So that is like NBC camps for that. I'm super grateful for. And the next thing I think about NBC camps is the friendships, um, all the relationships that I built, all the coaches um, that I still keep in contact with today and all the friends that I met in, through NBC camps um, that I met with. And, and it's funny because both of those has really has nothing to do with basketball. NBC camps is a basketball camp, but the two biggest things that I took away from that is my faith and the relationships that I built. And like I said, like, on the basketball side of things, like how to work out, like what it looks like to work out. But like for me with NBC camps, the two main things is my faith and the relationships that I built. Very cool. What are you studying and what are your future goals? Yeah, so for me um, at Multnomah University, I'm studying um, business and psychology, doing a double major through that. 
Um, my goals after I graduate is I really want to get into coaching. Um, I want to coach at the college level. And on aside from that, um, I'd also like to do um, suicide prevention work in rural villages in Alaska just because um, that's a huge problem that's going around, um, that's always been going around in these rural villages of Alaska is suicide. So I'd like to do um, some suicide prevention work over the summer and then do some public speaking um, in these rural villages in Alaska just because not a lot of kids make it out of these rural villages of Alaska. Um, I th a lot of times uh, the students will graduate from high school and they'll go off to these universities like UAA, UAF, um, the, the two big universities in Alaska, but they'll return home after a semester or two. Um, and it's under, it makes sense to me just because um, of the culture shock that they experience um, and not knowing how to navigate their way around a bigger city. Um, growing up in Gamble, it's so different. So it makes sense to me, but I think um, just me showing the kids um, someone that grew up like them and was able to leave home and be successful in that um, would be like a huge encouragement for them um, just to have them believe that, oh, he grew up like me in a community like I did and he's successful. Why can't I be successful? You know, so mm -hmm. those are the three main things that I like to do coaching at the college level and then doing suicide prevention work and like public speaking if I can. I think that's so great. That's really inspiring that you have a heart to uh, look at your hometown, mm -hmm. which is really like family to you, right? Like you yeah, said, it's a definitely. small town and to find out ways to really give back and help and encourage and guide some of the youth that's coming in behind you. Well, awesome. Wallace, thanks for joining us for this. It's been really neat to get your insights as it pertains to basketball, but also life. And I just want to wish you the best of luck. Thanks for having me. Thank you for listening to Outside the Arc. For more information about NBC Basketball Camps, visit NBCCamps.com and listen to other Outside the Arc podcast episodes available on iTunes.